0: I thought Saracen was more unlikable. Leaders, he's,
1: he's a captain, right? Yeah. Imagine that fucking guy being a captain. He's skipping football practices to go out and get loaded. And he uh, was uh,
0: look at it, Tim Riggins.
2: It, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I and know. And look at the bar that has been bar set, it set pretty high.
1: So season three begins with the it's the main holdovers from the earlier seasons. They're all seniors now. Saracen and Lila and Riggins and all those guys. J.D. McCoy, his crazy ass family. Uh, Matt's mom comes into the picture. Lorraine continues to lose it. Uh, Tyra is going balls to the wall for school. Yet at some point she decides, decides to veer off and bring in the worst character maybe in the history of the show. Uh, recently graduated smash is deciding between pursuing college football or uh, being full time at the Alamo freeze and having like a, a free Chevy V.O. <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> Real tough decision. There. Uh, Gracie is getting older and it's starting to get to the point with Gracie where like wood smash something's no no, no I'm sa- that like was guys- a baby fucking joke okay right baby fucking humor it's very popular on brunch uh, you guys know what I'm talking about though with Gracie that she looks like an alien Gra-
3: Grace. it yeah. gets bad yeah. with Gracie really really quick she
2: She's, might be the worst character she, on the
3: show I, I don't call babies ugly often Yeah, that baby's disgusting that is like
2: that's <laughs> such a sad
0: horrible situation that might be meaner and than if, like saying that I wanted to fuck well, Gracie well I was gonna say like, if one of I us hadn't just said they wanted
1: to fuck you know what we actually edited out a baby fucking joke earlier it's true series Not cutting out this we were talking about who we would bang <laughs> on the walking dead we were, we were trying to pick teams and like if you could only have three people and we were like it depends on if you, you're trying to smash because if you are then judith all the way <laughs> what if you invited I think us to two
3: baby fucking jokes is too many for a podcast we cut one out uh, well, we so cut now, one get, out, now, now we, we got this later one. told the one that we <laughs> yes. cut out at, at some point i think i think maybe three you just become like a baby fucking podcast <laughs> and that's just what it is now (laughs) you just talk about hot babies all the time right (laughs) And hot, men- babies and and weather <laughs> say,
2: hot babies versus weather babies. Brunch brought to you by Nambla. <laughs> <laughs> the
3: Jesus
4: this
0: Christ, so this is <laughs> the worst introduction to a if, Friday Night Live podcast. If you Netflix wanted podcast. to
3: plan a disastrous introduction, you couldn't, have, you couldn't have scripted this one. I'm very psyched with how that worked out. <laughs> okay,
1: um, so where do we even start? Do we start with the introduction of J.D. McCoy and what this means for the whole thing and throwing Matt Saracen off and him becoming an alcoholic? Where do we start? I just want to
2: say that season three is fucking awesome. Season three it is, is so great. good.
0: It had to be to get the people back from season two, which was a disaster.
2: It's the, So season two wasn't that bad.
1: But season three is...
0: The way sli- season two ended was a disaster. Yes, it yes. was. Oh,
1: by the way, so we, we should note, um, season three picks up where we did not leave off. Because yeah. uh, season two ends after fifteen of uh, the 15th of 22 episodes. And then, so a lot is cut out. So the bye bye Santiago, bye bye Smash Williams knee. Um,
0: yeah, they r- they wrap that up really quick right. with um, what's his name? Uh, Sammy, Sammy Mead. Mead. Yeah, he does the the, the quick. Uh, really lazy way to do it, but it, I kind of enjoyed right. it because it just got it out of the way.
1: I, I remember, well, yeah, when I saw it the first time, I was like, oh, fuck. I had to pay attention to the first, like, the opening seconds of a Friday Night Lights episode. <laughs> like, they, they busted up Smash Williams' knee. But uh, yeah, so it, it picks up not where. We uh we left off, but season three was such a good transition. Um like Landry being incorporated and all that shit. It was I thought it was I thought it was money. I agree, Jeff.
2: Yeah, they
0: ended Story Smash and Street and then like started new stories. It was awesome. All of a sudden Lila and Tim were together. That was super surprising going into season. They were season like three. wifed up at the beginning of season yeah. three of memory serves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh that was super surprising and kind of I was kind of upset that they kind of just like, or what? yeah, that they didn't show how that happened.
2: Yeah, Billy said something like, uh, Lilo went to sleep with Jesus and woke, woke up with you. With
3: <laughs> you. <laughs> yeah. right. You're great Jesus' line. rebound. Great season
2: for Billy.
1: Great season for Billy. Billy is Billy's the best. Um, we've talked about this in the uh, earlier episodes, Feidelberg, with just Lila's character. It doesn't surprise me at all that she would come out of the, her whole Jesus experience by being like, all right, I'm gonna go fuck Tim Riggins a ton now. Got to, got to bang the Jesus perfect, out of me. Yeah, because she's that that fake bitch. Right, who's... I hate
0: Lila. Yeah, same.
3: Yeah. <laughs> she really is the worst. The <laughs> fact that
0: you would like commit to Jesus and then just bang Tim Riggins and date Tim Riggins. I feel like uh,
3: that's a believable storyline, though. I've heard, I've heard like mumbles that people didn't like how it was kind of just such fake. a quick yeah. little like I'm obsessed with Jesus. I feel like kids do that. Oh, yeah. Oh, definitely. High school definitely. kids go through all kinds of wild ass phases. I I totally believe that. For you know when you when you watch your boyfriend break his neck and you're in Texas, I can see committing to God. And you realize
1: no, and I think also she like realized what a fucked up person she was. Like she so she went through a traumatic thing, right? With with uh, street getting paralyzed. But my dad also cheated on her mom. Yeah, but then like mm-hmm. once she looked in the mirror and she was like, all right, what was my reaction to all this? I started fucking my boyfriend's, my paralyzed boyfriend's best friend. This is not okay. I should probably. It's
0: like when somebody else tells you that you need Jesus, she told it to herself in the mirror. Right. She's she, like, I need Jesus. She would. And no one told her she needed Jesus because no one wanted to fucking talk to her because she's Lila
1: Garrity. So. <laughs> But yeah, th- I didn't think it was too unbelievable that that would happen. I
2: actually as the show went on, um, that relationship didn't bug me the way that I thought no, it would. I mean, it was, was pretty the most tolerable, I think in this season for her and she's like pretty grating usually, but
3: like she's kind of just there. She's not like on a soapbox really about anything. Well, yeah, so she's ca- she she adopts like like uh I mean it happens in every relationship where one adopts another's personality. She yep. kind of adopts She became the chill Riggins. Laid back. Yeah. Like, I think she even starts drinking in the morning sometimes. Yeah. Uh, I know, yeah, a, lot there a lot of scenes where she's noon. like on the couch and drinking a, a beer. hanging out with I was kind of rooting playing for playing video games, yep. yeah. and shit like that. I'm not much of a gamer myself, but I'll get down with a chick huh, drinking. It. Funny, Pete.
0: Whatever. We're not going to get into this now. So weeks ago, we had, weeks ago, we had a <laughs> <laughs> weeks
1: ago from when you're hearing this. Uh, Pete and
0: I discussed video
3: games, and Pete gave me shit for being. Like no, Pass.
0: I didn't give you shit. I was just like you're talking down on video games, which is not. Cool. I
3: tried it recently. I bought an Xbox, and the whole shebang, and now I have like a five hundred dollar Netflix player. <laughs> it's, I I, I tried. We played. I, me and my roommate played video games. We we're like, we're gonna get big into gaming this winter, and we Gamers. bought like Call of Duty and all like the gaming things, and we played for like three nights. Like this is the stupidest shit, and let's just put it on Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Netflix or video games all day, but yeah, uh, Lila actually.
1: Um, I think that we're all pretty invested in Tim's storyline throughout the, the the entire series, and Lila actually does good for Tightened that storyline. Yeah. yeah, she. Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. She like she drives him towards the fantastic angle of this season, where Tim and Billy just officially become fucking criminals. <laughs> yep. Obviously, it picks up in season four, but season three is where. Billy and Tim are like, all right, enough's enough. We're fuck ups. We drink all day. We need to start stealing some shit.
0: For the family. Right. For the family, Billy.
1: Well, we were saying before we started recording this, that might be the first Billy scream by Tim when they meet up with the meth head to sell him the copper wire. <laughs> and of course, like I, I would fucking I love Billy. Billy's one of my favorite characters in the show. He's a tortured soul. It's just a, it's just a, a beautiful thing. But Billy always says that dumb fucking thing that doesn't need to be said that fucks up the whole operation. Like every like when um when they pay back the meth head and I think we're getting into season two now, so I apologize. But when they pay back the meth head and uh, they're like almost out of there, and they're and out he, of there, and yeah. Billy's like, "I don't want you to ever fuck with us again." It's like, <laughs> why the fuck would you say that? It's it's over.
0: The whole series honestly was kind of a. Uh, a balancing act with whether or not I thought Billy was, like, a good person. Because, like, well, obviously, he took care of... Soil. He took care of Tim and he had good intentions, but he always put put Tim in, like, terrible positions. Yeah, and he fucked Tim's girlfriend. Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he did a few really, really, really bad things. But, again, yeah, I looked at it as... I think he was as well-intentioned as he could try to be. He was just so fucking dumb. He was, like, a really, really dumb guy. So, a lot of times when he would try to make the best decisions... Like not to jump ahead to season four, but it's like, how can I help my family? Oh, obviously, I'll fucking run a chop shop.
2: Like, n-
0: maybe also couldn't hold the job for like six months, right? So sweet,
1: sweet Billy, the love him.
2: The jokes always on him, and he doesn't get it. He's just mm-hmm. like you know, yeah. He's always doing something stupid. He's always doing something silly, and everyone knows, but unintentionally, him. unintentionally. Like right. yeah.
0: the season opens with him proposing in. Uh, what is it? The Seven seventh. Seven senioritas, senioritas yeah. cantina. Yeah, that's right. It's the yes. beginning.
1: Oh, so so I remembered it as being a s- finale, but you're right because the finale of this very season first season is them getting is uh, them them getting married. Uh, I think you met. I don't know if we mentioned this uh, during the podcast or whether you had just said it right before we went on, Jeff. But the Billy and Mindy relationship as that that starts to take off is a thing of beauty. It's amazing. It. This is going to be such a
2: positive podcast because until we get to JD McCoy, I feel like and Cash, I feel like we're not going to really shit not anybody. But go on. Sorry. No, and I feel yeah, I I Mindy's also awesome. They kind of like elevated her character and the whole like side plot of her planning her wedding is unbelievable. She, she wants a tea. The, she wants the tea. Yeah, yeah she yeah. wants a tea. She wants a wedding dress with butterfly wings Aww. on the back. Like the most white trash wedding of all time and just the two of them are like Amazing. I don't know if
3: anyone's ever method acted as hard as as Mindy method acts because she go like in season one she's like a pretty girl, yeah, Yeah. and she ages just like a Texas stripper. Like she ages exactly how you'd think someone from the landing strip would age. Like by this time she's like a dumpy, like like she goes like from chin. From chin to like the top of her chest, there's no neckline. She just she looks like an aged stripper. It's beautiful. It's like, uh, what's his name? Heath Ledger. Uh, no, no, you are going dark today, right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is Pete's most fucked up episode in the history of the series. I can't think of say Bill the Butcher. Oh, uh,
2: Daniel Day-Lewis. Daniel Day-Lewis,
3: like he he looks at her with admiration. Like, what a woman! <laughs> Do really dedicated to her craft. She care. is
2: method, and I think you're right because now in my head, like I was thinking before I rewatch, I was thinking of Mindy as like season five Mindy, and then in season one, it's like who is that person? And they're talking about her as like the top earner at the landing strip. And you're like, really that Mindy? And then you're like, Oh yeah. Wow. Yeah.
0: Well, her (laughs) clients
1: love her, which is why she's so bullshit after she has the baby and they have her start working. What? Like Tuesdays or something.
0: Yeah. Like Tuesday afternoons. (laughs) Yeah. The brunch crowd.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, like I'm not a big strip club guy, but I would definitely go
0: to a strip club like the landing strip. I, I would too, because like the landing strip is not like a strip club. Well right. It's like, it, it seems it's like a social place. plus they let in like Landry and right. like <laughs> Matt these Saracen year old way too often. Yeah.
1: Which like Matt Saracen's not trying to and
0: do And then later Julie Taylor. Yep. Uh, when did she go there? She, oh all she goes the time there with Landry. With, yeah. yeah. No, with Tyra. Uh, with Tyra when, oh, they, when right. they become best yeah. buds. Like yeah.
3: they hang out in the back. They yeah. study yeah. in the in the locker and room. And they were
0: like, didn't who'd they convince? They convinced um, What's her face?
1: Uh, well, that's later on. Uh, uh sprawls.
0: Who's sprawls? Uh, Becky. Becky. Yes. Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. Cool. Later on, we'll get to that. But. And Buddy has business
2: meetings there. I was going <laughs> to yeah. say that yeah. one. That's the big one. A lot yeah. of business. That's meetings, not surprising, long, though. Buddy Garrity
0: true. definitely seems like a strip club business meeting guy. Yes. I can't it,
2: believe he did $30,000 worth of damage at the land. So that maybe that's what you led me to believe that you think it's a pretty nice place. Yeah. Is that there is $30,000 worth <laughs> to, of to damage to be done? Yet. Right,
0: yeah. Uh, I don't think anything in Texas is worth thirty thousand dollars. No, especially not Dylan. Yeah, yeah. Was was that the season?
1: Um, was it season three in which Buddy? Um, oh yeah. yeah. Oh Cause yeah, cause right, because is, Lila's going to go to Lila's college. Lila's yeah. Right. Yeah.
3: Graduations, yeah. not grad- graduation college. L-
1: yeah. So I will say where Lila did annoy me in season three was when she was like, "No, I'm going to San Antonio State. <laughs> if you're going to go to San Antonio, like shut the fuck up. Do like you can go to a really really good school and you have the money. You, your uncle's going to pay for it or whatever." Don't follow this bozo
0: who... Plus, don't pretend like Tim p- Riggins is going to stay in college for
1: more right. than five well, I, minutes. I was <laughs> going to say, don't pretend that even for as as much as we love Tim Riggins, like he's not going to fuck around on you once he gets to college. Yeah. So, horrible idea. Uh, that storyline was... Was pretty, but annoying. that's. I think
3: that. I think every single like, like she's high too school good to do kid something who's in dumb. love. Yeah, I think they all go through that too. Like, yeah. I think it's like I'm going where my significant other goes. Mm-hmm. They have not like, if that, you're that
1: much smarter than your significant <laughs> other.
3: <laughs> well, that's. I thought that Matt in Texas, but cool. he's in Texas. No matter how smart she is, he, she's she's dating up. She's dating a football player. Oh, because she's dating a football player. You're right. She's da- like, yeah, she's a brainiac. Who gives a fuck? She's right. dating, she's dating the fullback of the Dylan Panthers. <laughs> that's a, that's a, he's a running back. Oh, this you got into Vanderbilt? Yeah. Right. He's, he's a running, running back this
1: season, even better. Friday. Side note, I'm gonna bring this up, and I know it's kind of season four ish, but uh so if Luke Cafferty is a uh, junior in season four, then why the fuck and he and he's going to uh, to Dylan why the fuck in season three do they need to move the best fullback in the state to running back because they can't seem to find a running back to replace Smash Williams? You've got this fucking That's l- a legend, apparently. <laughs> right. Like, you've got this legend in the making who is a sophomore. He's just rotting. If, well, if, if and you're that good and you're not playing as a and sophomore. And when he comes
0: in in season four, they're, they're saying that he's, like, coming off a great season. Like, oh, he's already I, established. I know, well,
1: I know that he's established when they show them um, in the early games that, like, that Luke what, has he just become rate?
0: established in the first, like, two games right. where he's, like, this like legend?
1: His, his dad just taught him football on the farm in, like, the last three weeks or something. So that is, Story a huge, hole. that is a huge hole. Yeah, because how sick would they have been if they kept Riggins at fullback and then had Cafferty. Luke there? Yeah. They would have won the state title. They would have.
3: That would be the difference between, yes, that would be the difference. Um Couple, couple bad coaching decisions by coach in this one. It, putting putting Luke in that game for that garbage time, yep. that was unnecessary. That started the whole QB controversy. controversy cause, Jade, I'm sorry, not Luke. J.D. Yeah, yeah. JD. When he put, he yeah. put J.D. because he felt bad for J.D. He's, and he, he throws a fucking
0: bomb? Yeah. Like, if you're putting somebody in for garbage time, they shouldn't and, uh, be throwing Gini, bombs
3: Gini, Gini, Gini down the field. never thrown a 40-yard <laughs> yeah, bomb. Yeah, he right. gets in, and he hands the ball off.
0: I think it's, like,
2: believable the fact that, like, there is this, like... 14 year old kid in texas probably happening like today like where some crazy dad that looks like mitt romney is like my fucking son is going to be the star and like this is probably happening and i've hired jason garrett i know his name's wade aikman on the (laughs) show but i've hired jason
1: garrett to come in and uh, yeah it's
0: not that unrealistic even because texas freaks out about that shit yeah i suppose yeah
3: um I never liked J.D. McCoy, not in the not in the sense like that you weren't supposed right, to. Right? Yeah. I didn't, he just never did it for me as the evil well, villain. He, I'm well, he was not like the evil
0: right right villain in season three. He but, he he was kind of innocent. They put, I was gonna three. say they
1: pushed him to become a, like they made him a villain. Oh, they created it the was,
2: villain. It's it was it's a, like the last episode. Which, it's the last episode when the coach calls. No, he throws the fit. Yeah, but the, he's still
3: supposed to be disliked. Like looking yeah. at him sulking on the bench in the first episode because he's not getting the game. Like you're a freshman. Matt Sarson's one state. Honestly, I thought sitting. I Eventually. Honestly,
0: I thought Saracen was more unlikable in season Saracen three. Saracen was so unprofessional. Yeah, yeah, I thought Saracen was more unlikable in season leader. three. He's a,
1: he's a captain, right? Yeah. Imagine that fucking guy being a captain. He's skipping football practices to go out and get loaded. And he was uh, look at eight. Tim Riggins.
3: <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. I <laughs> know. But look at the bar Matt's has been set pretty defense. high. Tim's right. I was going to say, it Tim's is the also defense. got the talent to do it. Matt right. doesn't really have the talent. For, yeah. That's true. From the very, from the Osmer,
0: very beginning, when J.D. McCoy started seeing success, Saracen was fucking whining on the sidelines. Yeah, yes. that's true. When J.D. McCoy throws a touchdown, they show Saracen on the sidelines, and he, he looks fucking pissed. Which it's is, like, dude, it's fucking garbage time. And it's like,
1: don't fucking, for, Don't forget where you came from. Yeah, and you, yeah. you
0: like, you're not that you great. You were throwing
1: <laughs> like, you were missing the tire, hanging out with Landry <laughs> your while first
0: your first I was back in the head of a, yeah. of a lineman. Someone's
2: life was ruined for you to be where you <laughs> yeah, are. Exactly. Like, horrible shit. Somebody had to will happen.
0: never walk again, and that's how you became quarterback.
1: Yeah. I, um. I. Uh. But I. I did like the J. D. McCoy storyline. Oh, because yeah. it. It Basically, they did what Friday Night Lights does a lot, where they take a crack at a storyline, pull the plug really quickly, and then two years later, do the exact same thing again, and it works out way better. So, J.D. McCoy is just Voodoo Tatum Part 2, except Voodoo, they were like, all right, we'll do this for an episode. All right, got to get rid of this guy. <laughs> Santiago, they were like, all right, we'll do him for a few episodes, totally gone. We're going to bury him. No one's going to know whatever happened to him and then they bring him back with uh Vince Howard. So, uh yeah, this was just like the this was the reprise of the Voodoo Tatum storyline.
3: I I thought his dad was the best. I thought yeah. his I thought his dad completely Evicted the emotions he was supposed to. Yeah, Yeah. he is Mm -hmm. like so hated, but like it's like fun to hate him. Yeah, like J.D. McCoy was just annoying. He wasn't. He wasn't fun to hate. And you saw through his dad the entire time.
1: Oh, you definitely feel bad for him because getting back to the point earlier, Pete, about how this was the villain that they created. He didn't come in as a bad guy saying, I'm going to get this this uh, spot or whatever. His but parents you made him in, who he is.
3: But when you come right, in so, as yeah, a little... That's so, like,
1: all he did was his dad brought him to a school and said, here's where you're going to play quarterback. And he, you're going to be his a mind, fucking star. In his mind, he's probably like, oh, great. I love to play quarterback. Cool. And he comes in and everyone's reacting to this fucking maniac of a dad who brought his fucking kid. So they're taking out... All their emotions on what a dick Joe McCoy and his is. His mom
2: is Katie McCoy.
0: When you when your parents tell you, or when your dad tells you, like you're gonna be a star, like e- you're gonna be able to do whatever you want, you can fucking run this team. Yeah. Like when you're a teenage kid, th- that's your train of thought. Right. Yeah. But so,
3: J D McCoy is not the first. It's like hockey players from Toronto to get shit because his dad's a, a rich asshole. Like, yeah. That, that trickles down. When you have a rich asshole dad and you're a teenager, it's people aren't thinking about like, oh, this isn't really his fault. That's that's universal. Everyone yeah. hates the rich silver spoon teenage kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For sure. And I
1: mean that ended up obviously coming out. But for for the opening episodes, he's just like this fucking shy little kid who He always even
3: then he really whose puberty me. status is like
1: in it. question. But
0: uh Well I liked his dad as well. I mean you could see through his dad from the very beginning, you could see his intentions. Oh, yeah. Like he brought coach cigars and like whiskey, trying to and buy him off. Like, yeah. and, did, like you, even, even he like send first, uh, th- he even? sent
3: the ice cream truck to practice. Yeah, yeah. the smoothie
0: truck. Yeah. yeah, like that conversation when when uh, one of the players was like, I want a smoothie. Oh <laughs> he, yeah. He was like, you think you deserve a smoothie? <laughs> oh, <laughs> when yeah. coach got so fired up, that was awesome. Let Dude, me tell you, so that. fired up, fired up about smoothies. <laughs> That's what the show's all about. Oh yeah. Yes.
1: Um, All right, let's move on from from J.D. to the kids trying to get into college. I want to talk about Tyra for a little bit because her storyline, she was a redemption project for a lot of the series, and her storyline was really, really interesting as she was making this push for college. And the cash thing just, I don't know if there's anyone here who's pro-cash, but I think that this we should open up the discussion of who is the worst character in the history of Friday Night Lights because it has to be cash. I
3: wouldn't say I'm pro cash, but I see the appeal of cash to Tyra or to the viewer. To the, to Tyra. I I could see well, uh, for sh- Oh, well, yeah, sure. Yeah. But <laughs> I
4: mean, well, yeah, Come and,
3: and. on. <laughs> now you're speaking my
4: language.
0: No, I just thought he was such an unnecessary character for sure. Yeah. Like, uh they they needed they to put do her... something to
1: drive a wedge between uh Landry and Tyra and I guess Cash was the polar opposite of everything that Landry was like Landry was invested in making Tyra a better person. Cash was at face value literally by giving her cash to pay (laughs) for her, uh, college applications. But
2: he was just a dick and he, there was the question of whether or not he had a kid and. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that I think I'm with John here. I like, I like this. It would have I think they shoehorned it into this season. Like, it wouldn't have been unrealistic, I feel like, at any other point. Because I feel like Tyra was in a really good track for the end of season two and beginning of season three. And then it was just like. So that's why boom. I don't like it. It's okay. so
1: herky jerky that she totally falls off the wagon. Like, why at the end. She's essentially at the finish line. She's sending in these applications. She's chosen where she wants to go to school. She's done all the extracurriculars, turned her grades around and everything. Why, at the very end, would she choose to fuck up? You're unless an addict, she,
3: man. She got that
0: right, taste. I was gonna she say, got a unless taste unless of the old life. Unless like, she's you know self-destructive
1: and like,
0: doesn't like the idea the yeah. problem with th- that I had with it is that it had a happy ending. Like if you're gonna, it did throw... have a happy
1: ending with with her having to call Tammy Taylor crying and have Tammy leave her. Well, no, but like she got, she still
0: got into college. She went. Oh, to... Tyra, yeah. Yes. I, th- I
1: thought you meant Cash. I was like, no,
0: it no, yeah. no. Like Tyra still had a happy ending. Like if you're gonna throw in this wrench, it's super unnecessary. But like at least make it a heartbreaking story.
1: Yeah, yeah. don't I mean...
0: make it like. A filler for a couple episodes. Right. And then just be like, oh, but. But anyway, she learned her lesson, and she got into college Right, anyway. because
1: that could have fucking doomed her. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, like, she exactly. She yeah. left school
0: for like two weeks. <laughs> That's <laughs> right. <laughs> she was yeah. on tour. Yeah.
2: She had also just brought strippers in to run for, uh, for her presidential. Yeah. But that yeah. was yeah. funny. That Smart was move. Funny. Yeah, Smart move.
1: <laughs> yeah. Smart move. <laughs> like, as, as a as a not-quite-pro-stripper guy, that was a that was pretty solid Even you were cool point. with that? Yeah, oh. I that was a pretty funny thing. And and that she played it off when she got in trouble for it. Like, are strippers yeah. frowned upon at schools? No? Yes? Um but yeah the old I,
0: George Costanza.
2: Should I not right, have done that? Yes, exactly. <laughs> I don't think Cash was the worst character on Friday Night Light's history. Who would it be? I mean, still probably Gracie Bell. <laughs> <laughs> um, but she's so mean to babies. I don't know. Well,
1: who are the candidates? So uh Tammy's Becky. sister, Becky. Becky is definitely up there. I Becky, mean Becky sucks. Becky, These, yeah, I, think I Becky feel bad for the next the two one. episodes because we are going to be taking Becky to the woodshed. <laughs> <laughs> very, very awful. But yeah, uh Becky Gracie would be a candidate, I guess. Can um, she
3: really be like the worst cause she doesn't even speak? She's a real eyesore. Uh <laughs> Um, she tore the tail. Well, if we're going apart. in that direction, <laughs> so's Buddy Garrity. Ah, Buddy's all right. With me, he's, he's Buddy's a Texas guy. That's that's what Texas guys look like. Babies don't look like that. No baby looks no. like that. Buddy looks like a
2: Texas car salesman. He's perfect. She's like a direct TV budget baby. Like they were like, we're not on NBC anymore. <laughs> and we also can't pay for our our a real baby, the
1: fact <laughs> that people played by Kyle Chandler and Connie Britton yeah, would have a, this yeah, baby exactly. made that fucked up a baby. Come on. Which, by the way, we, we missed this uh, on the opening episodes. Um, apparently, when they made Friday Night Lights and they cast Kyle Chandler, they put um, Kyle Chandler and Connie Britton in touch, and they hit it off yeah, so much.
0: they drove down together. That they
1: drove from where? From California to Texas yeah. together, and, and they Peterburg, were concerned.
0: Peter Berg was so worried right. that... It was going to sabotage. Uh, they were
1: going to start humping
0: Kyle Chandler's relationship. Yeah, he was married. Uh, yeah. yeah,
3: and oh, they were very worried that they, that was going to
0: derail the series.
3: Kyle Chandler had sex with Connie Britton. Yes, right? I <laughs> one way or another. That well, they said this. that they
0: were like super, super flirty in public, and like, and then they they were like, yeah, but they were just friends. Oh, I'm pretty it's sure. It's like they the banged. Aaliyah thing.
1: Feudalberg. They they went to go
0: watch a movie in quotes, <laughs> and then to quote unquote go
1: eat, and then they came I back and quote yeah. unquote dick got some work a lot done. of d-
0: way too many quotes
3: no Super no one what fuck
1: if again if if uh go watch a movie and go eat are both in quotes like we know what that's implying, yeah, right yeah. what the fuck could come back and get some work done mean does that mean <laughs> they left to go have sex and, and they, they came back, back to the and recording studio <laughs> and had sex in front of
3: everybody <laughs> what kind of fucking life were leah and r kelly leading
0: yeah, but I'm pretty confident that Kyle Chandler and Connie Britton.
3: I, don't so. Drive, I hope you so. You don't drive from California to Texas with anyone if you're having sex. That's, <laughs> that's, that's pretty good. That's a pretty drive, good point. I don't drive to New York to a girl I'm not having sex with. Like that, that I wouldn't drive. Well, they're driving to But they're going for go a, to job, a job. They're yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, not, not just driving to I Texas for no reason. I wouldn't drive to New York with a I'd be like, no, I'm going to take a train. You can do your own thing. Like may, Maybe I'll take a train with her. But I'm not spending all the time in the car. Or maybe I'll fly with her. They could have flown. they could yeah, have. There for sure. There were other means of transportation aside from... Well, they like, decided to, to drive down together to, like, to get to <laughs> now, know each other. So, yeah. na- so, I'll, so I'll air say,
0: quotes to, to those who are stop listening, it, there are a, are a shitload of play. air quotes <laughs> going on right yeah, now. Yeah, so they decided to drive down t- together so that they could get to know each other better. <laughs> yeah, yeah that's like a, all... It, it, you know what? So day. here's the thing, though.
1: Sex or no sex it worked that it, drives oh, fucking off the
2: they're, greatest couple of our time
0: they're most chemistry. believable realistic couple in like the history of television
2: yeah all right we mentioned saracen the person this season uh let's talk about saracen the player he's kind of like the precursor to julian edelman i like to think that we talked about oh that's right you know and, kyle he chandler does he, does he mention antoine
1: randall or somebody no he, he mentions uh seneca wallace Oh, man, uh, the show's so old. Somebody,
0: somebody to, who to aspire to. <laughs> right, yeah. Uh,
1: right, because it's uh, at media day for State, yep. and they're like, what are you doing playing uh, wide receiver? Don't you know you're white? Or something like that, um, we would assume in Texas. And he was like, people move from quarterback to receiver all the time. Seneca Wallace plays receiver sometimes. And it's like,
2: yeah. Wait a couple of years, Matt, and <laughs> then maybe don't say that that you are like Seneca Wallace. No, I think this is a good Saracen season. Like he's got a lot of shit going on. He's a moody guy in the beginning. He takes the receiver thing in stride. He's got him and Julie are like really good. He's got Lorraine. He's got his mom. his mom enters the picture. Yeah. I think he takes
1: it all I like, in stride. I like his mom, by the way. His yeah. mom, you know who that Fear is. the walking Fear dead. You're the walking dead and Gone Girl. Oh yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I liked her. Uh this was Lorraine's infamous slipper season. Yes, it was. Oh, yeah. I wanted scene. to make sure we hit on that. I thought of you when I rewatched that and just how much it must have
2: fucking pissed you off that Lorraine was having a fit cuz I know you hate Lorraine. I <laughs> hate oh, Lorraine. We both hate yeah, Lorraine. DJ
3: we've, and Pete real really not big fans of mental disorders. No. Like, <laughs> we, we they're like oh, okay, you no, have dementia, because you because dumb we get bitch, no, being so annoying. I think that because
2: Pete and I are flawed enough people that like we get we work through <laughs> with, uh, the shit that we've got. So <laughs> so far you guys are firmly entrenched on the side of being against people with mental disorders and on pro-baby fucking. That's (laughs) what I've been hearing so far. Pete's pro-baby
1: fucking, (laughs) but... I'm his. Uh, we're kind of sidekicks on this. We're we're equally invested <laughs> bro, in
0: this. Pro so. baby, fucking anti-dementia. Right. So I. Uh, so if Pete says something, I have definite ageist. Oh, <laughs>
1: definite ageist. Like I, if someone ever wanted to accuse me and go through like shit, I've written things I've said, being like, you might not like old people. I probably agree. It's I know it's bad. Like, I love the old people that I know and everything, but like, characters like I said in The Sopranos, the mother hater, um, Lorraine can't take her. Uh. So. Just those two. Tell me that like, that <laughs> so
0: that slipper that scene that was not like see- one of the worst scenes in the history of television.
1: That's like mocking not. the I've fallen and I can't get off the <laughs> commercial,
2: but it's in a drama TV show. Oh, I don't know. You guys are being harsh on
3: Lorraine. It, it, she's got mental problems. She, she needed her slippers. Imagine being Matt.
2: You're so frustrated as the viewer. Imagine living with it, man.
3: That's I literally laughed out loud
0: during that scene. Is, and
1: that's when Matt starts singing for her right no the, the, that's a different uh different Lorraine scene. freak out Lorraine has a lot of these. I don't know why Emma would like her, <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah Saracen he also becomes an alcoholic this season mm-hmm. um I think it's important that he does become an alcoholic that he starts that th- this season basically pushes Matt Saracen away from football, which is smart because as we mentioned, he's five foot eight he's not gonna go fucking. Mm, play college football um so they need to bring back up that he's an artsy guy because they mentioned that in the first like two or three episodes yeah yeah and then he they just draws totally hands. takes it away yeah yeah it's well he starts drawing hands. so it's four it's season four when he starts drawing hands with that oh, fucking it? whack job but i'm saying like taking him away from football making him uh like a person away from everything else yeah mm. it makes it so in season four they can pivot towards the art thing which again season three transitions with all these characters extremely well. None of it is particularly herky-jerky with the exception of, as we said earlier, Tyra.
2: Yeah, I think they do everything well. I mean, you mentioned Smash earlier. If, like, Smashes, like, transition, like, with him and Coach and Mama Smash. It's, like, yeah. amazing. It's, like, Has anybody really... ha-
0: ever had a more obvious last scene in the history of television than Smash? No. It was amazing how they ended, like, when when Smash made his final exit, like, the camera zoom that they had in on him in the last scene where like were they drinking on the field and yeah. then he like scores like a oh, touchdown right. yeah, 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 or something yeah. i was trying and to it, think i was like
3: fuck what was it, it was, was the, the cheesiest yeah, it was
0: final scene and they like zoom in and he's like staring up at the sky and like the lights and then it just goes to black Jeff, yeah it was like a curtain call. i was like one i was like guys, okay well I guess I'm not gonna see smash right. ever again
1: one of you guys will know this uh who was present for that because if memory serves there was one person it may have been landry who i felt it was pretty awkward and inappropriate that he was there no i, I think it was, riggins it was and saracen I, I thought it was riggins, riggins saracen, saracen and, and
0: santiago
1: no it was not santiago it wasn't
0: it Sa- oh no because santiago's not in this but season. but
1: santiago is also at something that he shouldn't be yeah in. Uh,
0: santiago's not in the season
1: um it might have been landry uh shit yeah uh, it might
0: be landry that's that would landry make sense. probably drove <laughs> oh true. yes i actually think that is it um they met at like didn't they meet at the liquor store and then they went to the field I think so
1: because yeah someone's it it is Landry because Landry uh they stop by the he house drove. they yeah well they stop by the house and uh yes. and say bye to coach Taylor so yes it would be Landry be there which is kind of inappropriate but we can take this opportunity we should hit on Williams but uh Landry's football career starts to take off which it's it's, silly. it's absurd, but um it's important to what they end up building in season 4 because they need to have some people there from the earlier seasons and they had made Landry one year younger than the other guys. So Landry, the world's shittiest, what is he? Is he a tight end slash kicker? He's a wide yeah. receiver
3: kicker? No, tight end. Tight end. Tight end. Yeah.
1: And, wh- and what's his crowning moment? Of course, drawing a penalty. That's well, that was in season two. That was? Yeah. Oh, does. season two that he started? He hit
0: a game winning field goal in season three,
1: I think. Oh, right. No, no, that's no, that, season that's season four. four
2: because he's trying to impress uh what's her face. He doesn't do anything and s- or he doesn't do much. But he, in state, in the second half, he makes a key block. They kick they have a kickoff return for a touchdown. Because remember, Landry gets super drunk. The yeah, they're smoked half. the yeah. first half. Landry got super drunk. He missed the team bus. And he had just got oh, promoted right. to special oh, teams. Right.
0: right. And he had to drive up when yes. he missed the bus. Yeah. And why
2: did Landry get drunk? Um, it was like a pre-state party, which was real smart the day before the game or whatever. Yeah. And um, he woke up like on the floor of the Riggins household or something like
0: that. Who was he and there
1: with, though? um was he uh, was it was, he was that trying
0: to get thing? with somebody because no because he had broken up with tyra but i think he did drive up with tyra because he, he was helping her with her homework and or, she did her
2: college essay yeah,
0: yeah that's right oh
2: right right okay um
1: season three is also right it's where uh really starts to
2: get the ball rolling yeah. and they, rock and hard, they start man. to play gigs yeah and uh yeah tyra helps him out because Le- landry gives him that like the giving tree like oh right that's such a me. sad part. Yeah. yeah he's been friend zoned like real We've, hard. Yeah.
3: We've been uh pretty complimentary of this epi- of this season. I would like to talk about one aspect of the season that I hated and that was Jason Street. Yeah. Oh, Who yes. I, I didn't like anything Jason Street. That's the Street most unrealistic storyline in the history of Where he just show. becomes both, a both things he does, the the the, the, the paraplegic or quadri- paraplegic... Who uh, flips a house yep. is total nonsense. <laughs> and then and why? And then he decides to. I don't think it's like out of the question for right. a
0: paraplegic to to like be a to, business, yeah. like do something in <laughs> <a> business.
3: <laughs> it's I mean, well, he's like doing construction, like him and her. Well, yeah, the
0: fact that structure. that crew oh, yeah. was yeah. able to do it, but like right. I wouldn't just say like a paraplegic no, can't right. do that. A, no, a
3: paraplegic can buy a house and have people fix it. Yes, okay. a paraplegic. But can not that buy a crew. And then fix it himself and then sell it. <laughs> that the Riggins brothers. Well, yeah.
1: Because he's he's the one that goes out shopping for lumber because he sees uh, he sees Coach
3: Taylor there. Yeah, that is a good point. He was a little bit more hands on than you would expect a paraplegic. <laughs> and then to less be. than believable, even less than believable, even less believable is him. Like, he's a smart kid. He was always he did not as a graduate high kid. school that we know of, and and always portrayed as a pretty smart guy though who like understands the world. Yeah, yeah. He has to know he can't just drive to New York. And show up and become an agent. Where that's not, like yeah.
1: <laughs> even even with I, I actually wondered if the shit that he had gone through had just fucked with his mind or whatever and made him. I think that a he was just optimist. so desperate to get right, out like, of Texas. Right, like that's like he just he had this idea in his mind that I can.
0: Th- Especially this, as like the star quarterback who like he was the the golden child of Dylan and basically Texas. Right, and I think that he just desperately wanted to escape Texas as but badly as he could. I've wanted, it it you I I wanted to do a lot of things. I understand a lot of
3: things in my life. I usually throw in a quick Google search first. Like <laughs> yeah. n- n- the needs for uh to apply to be a uh, an agent, be a lawyer, <laughs> right? Less than that, graduate high school. Right. Yeah, like those just, things, you just just check that out before you showed up without a car. suit. Right. Showed up <laughs> without a suit, bought one Bought three for one, right? On the yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. yeah. That's
2: that, I was that, thinking of you as well during that scene. That's like horrifying. You're Paul Stewart when they go there. Yeah. Well, the
0: scene, yeah, where they like were checking out suits and there was like, oh, "This one's twenty thousand yeah. dollars." So well, that's
1: my kind of episode. <laughs> that's that. That's the Jason Street I want.
2: I would watch thirteen episodes of Riggins and Street in New York City. Oh to yes. Make it- a oh, thousand percent. <laughs> if they had made like a, a Friday Night Lights Christmas special, like, oh, Streets yes. and Riggins, yeah. or Street
1: and Riggins in New York.
2: Yeah, if that show came out this year, they would have like webisodes,
3: like behind the scenes and That's all that stuff. That's a good stuff. point, right? Yeah. yeah.
1: So there would have been a lot of cool shit from. A lot
3: of good I'd, I'd, I'd watch a spinoff, which just. Riggins and Street go on vacation. Oh like, yeah. like New Mexico. To Mexico. Awesome. That's right. New yeah. York was just always just like. But here's the I'm thing: out, Riggins really is like the best
0: up. spontaneous friend to well, have he will drop anything. The worst
1: part, the, the the sad thing about both those things though is what's the worst part about each of those trips? Jason Street. Yep. Mm. The like the best part of the New York trip is. Riggins. The worst part is, and like the the fun parts are them shopping for suits and everything. What's the worst part? Jason Street trying to convince fucking a legitimate NHL agent, uh, NFL agent, that he can hire him despite the stack. What does he say? He's got like a stack of Harvard grads trying to be yeah. interns or something like that. Yeah,
0: yeah. and so then, then he does of- <laughs> right. <laughs> but another unrealistic, a- unrealistic aspect of the se- of the season and the series. Tammy Taylor's career path. Yes. Totally it's unqualified. So, I, was so could, I was hoping
1: we could not hit on this because I, I love Tammy so much. I, I love Tammy. I,
0: I love Tammy. But the fact that she was unemployed and didn't have a job in season one and then just... For 16 just, years. Yeah, and just got a job as a school counselor. Which There's no certificate super, you have to get she's or anything? She's super qualified to be a, a counselor, I guess. Like, she's well, a see, nice person is, who this cares. Really? This oh, is yeah. a smaller... I, I don't even know if and, she is... Like characteristic wise.
1: Okay. Yeah. But but still, like to your point. Yeah. I'm pretty sure you have, have, to have to have education. Right. Like, don't you have to be educated and have a well? Tammy's gone like to that? college. Okay. But does T- it, does she? Tammy have her... went
3: to. But not to be a, yeah, a does, guidance counselor. But have... I think I think in in Dillon, Texas, if your husband is a coach and he wants you to be the guidance counselor, well, he didn't want her to counselor. be the counselor. Be... That's a fair point. But then fucking Glenn came along
0: and threatened <laughs> to fuck, so... But she goes from... So she goes from unemployed to guidance counselor, and then what is she in season two? Is she, uh...
1: She's principal she's in season principal. three. She, I know
0: she's principal in season she three, She has, like, but a she, house
1: of cards-like ascent, come to think yeah, of it. Yeah, exactly. So, so she, she goes as, nothing as <laughs> a
0: guidance counselor, which is, like... The whip. Pretty much, like, as... as l- is that, like, the lowest of high school t- teaching? No, uh,
3: guidance council. That's not I think even like I, feel like, I feel like the only money. thing she skips is vice principal, vice president, vice principal. I think that's yeah. the only thing she really? skips. I do think I agree. Like
2: guidance council is a huge jump for her to make without anything. Like she yeah. hasn't had a job for sixteen years. She said since Julie was born, and yeah. I imagine there has to be some sort of like. Certification renewal.
0: Period. Right. I was gonna say, so, point, so even like, if
1: she hadn't, even if she had gotten it, you're right. She would have to go back and. That was like her first job interview. It. it
0: wasn't like she went on a bunch of different job interviews. She's like, I think I got a job today. Let's yeah. be
1: honest, though. If you're hiring for anything, think of all of our professional our professions. If we were to be in charge of hiring somebody, oh, if, as soon as Tammy, no matter as soon fucking as Tammy Taylor what, what, walks if the she door. walks in and all she says is. Hey y'all! I just, hey y'all! I just think that I would d- make I'd her be my so boss. At this, I'd be, right?
0: I would be like I would give her my
2: job. Yes, yeah, I would. Oh. We're drinking um, beer, but none of us have like the Tammy Taylor like glass of white wine. I think yeah. <laughs> next recording, I'm going to bring so some, this is this a is uh, Carlo uh, Rossi bottle of like Chablis, <laughs> and we'll all have a little Tammy Taylor night. This is uh I, I feel bad I- admitting this. I'm I'm not a white wine guy. I'm a red wine guy. I'm red through, I'm, I'm like exclusively both. Red. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't But you know, white, it's chill. she's in
0: Texas, I get it. Yeah. You know. Big complaint about Friday Night Lights, not enough like sex scenes between Kyle Chandler. <laughs> 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 not the Connie, Connie Britton boobs. Not even like I don't no, even have I to mean, see boobs. I just want to see them like they don't get very like intimate very often. You know often. though
2: that they just go coupon. For pants. sure, yeah. but
0: it doesn't happen very often. No,
2: you're right. And when they were gonna be intimate this year, they had to congratulate Dallas to rescue Tyra. I, I was more I mad than Ty- Kyle Chandler
3: was <laughs> <Yeah. though. laughs> where like, you're God like, Yeah Tyra. We were right there. We had the champagne and the strawberries. Yeah, didn't they have Son strawberries, yeah.
0: Like for as good as that relationship is, you know that they're boinking all the time. Oh, Which
1: yeah. that's a small house. Yeah. Like I would assume that Julie's room is like, <laughs> like right. connected. Those walls are thin. When with the pay cut that he had to take in season two, they did not renovate that place. Yeah, um, Julie's here in everything. Yeah, but Julie got a tattoo by the way this season. Right? Oh yeah, she did get a tattoo. That brings out angry Tammy, which brings me to another point I wanted to bring up. Uh, what does Tammy's handling of the cash situation do for the Tammy versus Karina best mom argument?
2: I would say that. Tammy, both Karina and Tammy would go to the ends of the earth for their kids. Yeah, but I would say Tammy, when she takes over at Dylan High, all of those are like her kids now, and yeah. I feel like she is just like such a nurturing, mothering character that she would take like all the students at Dylan High. She'd kind of go to the ends of the earth for. So
1: I guess then, really, the way of settling it, and this means that I lose the argument because I was uh, on the, the side of Karina Williams. Is how each mother deals with Tyra Colette. Now Tammy goes <laughs> out and she saves her from this fucking crazy maniac. She helps her get into college. She makes her turn her life around. And Karina, if memory serves, calls her white girl. Calls and makes
0: her, her a white home. girl and <laughs> makes
3: her walk home. Those were my She was exact- not wrong. She <laughs> yes. says I'll see you at Planned Parenthood. Did yeah. she say that? Yeah she's like I work at Planned Parenthood. I'll I'll be, s- seeing-, I'll be seeing you.
2: Oh god I love her the best. She is great. I can't it's like, you know, can't pick favorites. Yeah, I
1: was going to say, like I, I think it's an interesting discussion to have Tammy versus Karina, but they should never be pitted against each other. And when they do run into each other at the grocery store, and uh, Tammy <laughs> and has Karina's back. And then Planned Parenthood. And then Planned Parenthood, you're right. So they both actually have each other's back at different points, which I know that... Tammy and Eric are relationship goals. But if there is squad best goals friend all, goals, right? If there's best
0: friend goals, it's Tammy
1: Taylor and Karina. Logan.
0: I'd watch a show with them. Yes, for sure. Like a buddy cop, but like, should we do a, a sixth episode?
1: That's just us rifling off the <laughs> ideas. Off ideas that we have.
0: <laughs> I'd love uh, to do that. I think we're close to wrapping up, but I'd be remiss if I didn't mention the fact like one of the dickest moves in the entire series happened this season when Billy borrows Tim's car and then crashes it drunk. You guys not remember that? I remember I, it. I
3: yeah. wrote that down. I just don't really think it's big, that big a dick move. It's an accident. It happens. Crash, <laughs> it I co- feel like that's such a big move. He <laughs> an accident. <laughs> he, yeah, but the
0: fact... That it was like glazed over so casually. Billy yeah. was like, "Yes, sorry, I, re- I wrecked your car. Whatever." <laughs> that was when he had broken up with
2: Mindy and was like in a yeah. downward spiral. Yeah,
0: yeah. I don't All remember. It. I've seen the, the. Tim was like, "Billy, what'd you do to my car?" He's like, "Oh, yeah, sorry, I, I crashed
2: it." <laughs> like Tim Riggins' no car has gone
0: through so, so much,
2: much, shit. much. Wait, wait, wait it's, it's, it's in front in. of the house. Fucked up. Yeah. Right? yeah. Okay, yeah. now I remember it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think this is just another like notch in. the And belt somehow it
0: always car. gets fixed. Oh yeah. They have no money, but somehow his car always gets fixed. That's why Riggins
2: can it? is like got to be legit. Like I would take my car to Riggin's Rigs. But no, cuz
0: it's cause always Tim's fixing his own car every yeah, other week. It's yep.
1: always Tim though. It's never Billy. Oh yeah. When that's they uh, cuz this is season 3. Even in Riggin's
3: Rigs, Billy Billy doesn't know shit about cars. Right, cuz when they buy yeah, they buy exactly. the bull and, and they're driving home and the car breaks the car down. Car breaks down
1: yeah. and he's doing the wrong thing and Tim has to fix it. Yep. And then Billy has a little meltdown. Um man, we huh. should we should have done a Five <laughs> part uh, series on Billy and <laughs> Tim Riggins. It's coming next, right? That's brother goals. Um, we also, I'm, I, when you said I'd be remiss, I was like, oh, he's going to mention the squab, and oh yes, what's the what, squab? That's, uh. The squab. So when Lila is trying to drive Tim to be a better person, she uh, has him go out to dinner <laughs> with the McCoys, and. And Buddy Garrity, and Buddy pulls him aside and is like, "Oh, look, yes. I know that I want to fuck you in a football way, <laughs> but I hate you." And then Tim's all thrown off, and yep. then he orders a what is it, a pigeon? The, 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 the pigeon, squab yeah. rare, <laughs> yeah. He's like, a, "Oh, the squab you, rare." Well, he,
0: he
2: says, "Let's go ahead and make that rare."
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, so that scene was ridiculous. I was that's, like, "Why you know, is this happening?" <laughs> you know,
1: that's when Lila, you're like, it's it's in that episode where you're like, "Okay, Lila," when she comes by after with burgers, yeah, like.
3: Yeah. they're they're a perfect couple in this and after I anything, I was rooting it, for them so hard yeah. think if somebody drags comes over her down some because down. she's too like to be just in life you just need to be
0: normal they That's they all you have to be they he, really even like Riggins is so high up and Lila is so far down on like the character chain that like them getting together really evened each other out yeah and it was perfect
1: I mean they can't be a power couple or certainly not the power couple of the show because there are so many good ones but yeah, and I, they, d-
0: and I did believe that like Riggins fell in love with Lila. Yeah, yes, and I he think, was pursuing her for a, for a while. So right. I was glad when they got together in season three. I
1: think it's big of us to all be able to admit that we like, despite how much we may hate <laughs> one of the people in the relationship. And despite probably our jealousy of one of the people in the relationship for getting to be with Tim Riggins all the time, uh, that we can say that was a good couple and that was good for the
0: show. Like, yeah. if we were Riggins' best friends and we saw him get together with Riggan Lila... He stops having
1: best friends once he gets together with Lila, though. It's true, but like Did if
0: Riggan we were best
3: friends... Once
1: he fucks his best friend's girlfriend, he's like, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> best friends aren't for me. Yeah,
3: in the show, he never really had a best friend. Right, Street. Like, for like, three episodes. But even like, him and Street are just... They... They're like friends. They're like 27-year-old friends. We're like, I have best friends. We don't always really see each other yeah. very often. We yeah. don't really do much. Like occasionally, we'll go out for a couple days, but we, we don't hang out all the time. That's it also now. throws
0: a kink in the relationship when, yeah. when when street gets paralyzed in the very first episode.
1: Yeah, don't you hate when that happens? <laughs> that and then uh, I hate when my best say, friends get paralyzed. Well, I thought you were going to say when my best friends get paralyzed, and then, then I fuck, I fuck their girlfriend. girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> it's just one
0: of
2: those. The relationship seems to go downhill from there. One of those days, pops up like he he doesn't like you said he doesn't have best friends. Pops up and takes people to ha- make memories like mm-hmm. he took jd yeah. mccoy on riggins tour of tech that dylan was which was also part, yeah. a great part uh yeah, down that's there's true lisa. and then like he comes who's lisa you'll know yeah
1: <laughs> <laughs> i wish that every time he said i wish that every time jd had a question during that scene he was like
0: as concerned as he should have been oh yeah if
1: he was like got, down there you'll see lisa who's lisa you'll know what the fuck does that
0: mean <laughs> yeah, <I know. laughs> all right so let's get to our interview with gaius charles who plays smash williams Guys, Charles, thank you so much for
4: joining us. Thanks for having me.
1: So we've watched a million interviews with you, and we've seen other things that you've been in, and <laughs> you are an extremely humble, grounded, uh, <laughs> relatively calm individual. So our question to you is, if you are not the Smash Williams of the Friday Night Lights cast, who is?
4: <laughs> oh, that's a good question. I, um, I don't know. I think... Um, I think we all have a little bit of that, that smash in us, uh, you know, creating that Dylan world. Um, but uh, you know, I think, I think everybody has, has, you know, the thing about smash is really cool. It's just like, you know, when you, when you let yourself go there, when you let yourself kind of, you know, enjoy being a little bit more braggadocious, a little more bombastic, um, you know, it kind of, kind of frees you up a little bit. So it's really cool to play the character, and I think everybody has moments on the show where they kind of get a little bit um you know larger than life and they kind of you know have a little more swagger so I think we all have a little bit of a little bit of that
0: uh what as an actor like what are some of the challenges of of the smash character because it's kind of a roller coaster arc you you started off as you know kind of an asshole uh and then mm. uh you became a very likable and very sympathetic character. Like what are the challenges as an actor to kind of pull both of those off?
4: You know, it's interesting with TV. It's like, you know, when you're reading a film script, you can you can like chart the arc of a character from beginning to end because you have the whole story in your hand, but with TV, you know that the story is constantly evolving, right? So you kind of you have to kind of Stay open. You kind of have to stay in conversation with the writers, um, and what was amazing was that you know uh, Jason Kdams and the different people involved they they were open to hearing our feedback, um, and so you know I was in conversation with them about just some things that I felt strongly about, some of the character, um, and they you know are. Super talented, um, and they would watch and you know see how the show was evolving, and they would pick up on things and pull out storylines. What was really cool would be to pitch a storyline, kind of soft pitch. Well, what what a smash, you know? This what a smash had that, and then to like see it come back on a script a couple episodes later, you know, um, that was an amazing experience. So it was really collaborative in that sense, and I, I felt like we were all sort of helping to shape those storylines, whichever actor um really just um is encouraging and inspiring and just makes you want to go for it you know what was
1: your
0: best idea
4: oh man um so many of them
0: i mean.
1: <laughs> you said go get michael b jordan and they were like
4: brilliant <laughs> i'm trying to, i'm trying to think like um oh there's just so many so many different things um you know, some of it was was making him, you know, you know, you know, like you said, like a little more sympathetic, making him not as having those moments of you know that swagger and being you know really bombastic, but then also just just back to the core stuff of him just being a, a high school kid who was struggling to make this dream come true. So I think um, you know some of my you know ideas were probably just to you know help him find some, some, some real sort of character things that we could help ground him in. And in fact, that's what, you know, Peter Berg said very early on, um, because I, would, I, was, I remember talking to Peter earlier, like, oh, well, what do you think of this character? And where is this character going to put And, you know, I remember Pete being like, he's, he's a real person. Like, you know, we have to make each of these characters like real people beyond just sort of, um, you know, the surface of what we see in the first couple episodes. So I think we're all able to do that together.
1: When season two uh, was cut short by the writer's strike, uh, your last episode or the last episode of that, which was episode 15, which was not intended to be the finale, you actually ended up getting another opportunity at a college. So were you concerned at all when that season was cut short that like, oh, damn, that might be they they could say that they tied up Smash's storyline
4: nicely and that could be it? Um, not really, because from what I can remember, um, of that time, it was so crazy, you know, because we were in Austin and doing our, doing our work and doing our, 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 job and stuff. And we would be hearing, you know, what was coming back from LA in terms of, you know, what the unions were doing. And so in a way it kind of just, we kind of had to tune all that stuff out, you know, and just kind of really focus on, on doing, doing the work and, and being in the world of, of FNL. And um, I, I really wasn't thinking about, you know, how they were going to do season three or anything like that. I think I was more just, you know, thinking about how can we make these, you know, characters more compelling? How can we, you know, find more interesting stuff and, and again, just do our job?
1: Were they still planning on tearing up your knee at that part or was that something that they added um, retroactively? Like when, like if, um, if you were to shoot more episodes, like was that, that storyline actually going to play itself out?
4: I I really don't know. <laughs> I really don't know to be honest. Um but, you know, it worked for what it was.
0: Were you uh were you at all surprised uh when it was all said and done where Smash uh ended up and like the success that he had uh given the ups and downs that the character had through your run?
4: Um, no, I think it was it was real I mean, really you have to, you know, just celebrate what um the writers and, you know, everyone's able to do because, you know, um, to, to sort of tell, you know, Smash's storyline had all these ups and downs, ups and downs, and to kind of keep the audience in suspense for, you know, two, se- two and a half seasons or, you know, how, you know however many seasons Smash Smash line, um, it's pretty amazing when you think about it, right? Because, like, you have this, this, this character who... Starts off as this really kind of bombastic character that a lot of people kind of don't like, and then you kind of he ingratiates himself to um, the fans and people like see his heart and everything like that. But then you're able to kind of keep him in this uncertain place for so long story-wise, um, but still keep the interest of the audience. You know, I just think that's you know hats off to the writing and 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 to you know, the folks who, you know, who, who, you know, made our show so successful. Um, And, you know, it's not just Smash's character that you have to do that with. You have to do that with all the characters, right? Because TV is like you have all these characters in flux and you have to kind of keep them in this interesting place, but also kind of keep them within the the sort of scope of the world. So I just think it was, you know, brilliantly done.
1: It's funny that you mentioned that because we had Zach Guilford on, And uh, he was saying that he was so happy to be brought back for season four. But he admitted he was like, I didn't even know what the hell was going on with Matt. Like, it seemed like that everyone was kind of grasping at straws of, of like, how can they keep Matt sort of in the storyline? I think the way that they did it with Smash, though, was they took it as an opportunity to, like, unfurl this character so much more. And that ended up making Smash, like, a more beloved character than, than he ever was.
4: Right, 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 right. No, that's that's a that's a good uh, reflection. That's
0: cool. Yeah. Um, one of the discussions that we had on our roundtable uh, surrounded whether or not who, or, or, or I should say, which character was the better mother on the show, Karina Williams or Tammy Taylor. Oh, oh man,
4: come on! Like, <laughs> I'm Team Karina, um, for what it's worth. I I have to recuse myself from answering that question. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh! Um, you know what's so cool is like all the 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 smash, um, you know, and Smash's mom stuff like that. Like I don't know if that was like we're you know you know there was I think you know somebody thinking we're gonna really write amazing stuff with you know it, it just kind of happened you know like it it, it happened it was you know they, we had an opportunity to explore that relationship and it was such a powerful relationship and it was such a Dynamic and compelling relationship that the writers just totally embraced it and we just ran with it. And there was, you know, um, just such great mom-son chemistry between myself and um, um, the actress who played my mom. You know, it's just, it's amazing. And I think, like, you know, when you have opportunities like that, um, it's amazing how, like, universal it kind of becomes because I have people who talk about, oh, the scenes with you and your mom with Liz Michael, you know, the actress plays my mom Liz Michael, the scenes with you and Liz Michael you know, that was amazing and it kind of became universal for a lot of like you know, um, teenage sons and and mom relationships so, um, that was really cool um, again while I'm not voting on this I I will just, um, you know lift up my support for uh, those scenes in that relationship
1: Why did that work so well though? I mean everyone says like Tammy Taylor and Eric Taylor that's like relationship goals and like smash and Karina is like mother son goals like I know that uh, the Connie Britton and Kyle Chandler like drove to Austin and like had this sort of like bonding trip and everything Uh, I guess like what was your relationship like with Liz Michael that you guys had this like unbelievable chemistry.
4: It was actually, um, I mean, Liz Michaels, she's such a talented actress. I mean, Good she does tons of theater. I've seen her, you know, um, do theater. I've, you know, um, just as somebody who is, um, you know, who just had more experience and was just speeding and everything like that, I looked to her as somebody who they just kind of bounce stuff off of um, and really learned from. I mean, that was the other thing. It, just, it was an incredible learning opportunity to work with somebody who's that talented, that humble, that gracious, and And then you kind of you get to you get to play you get to you get to play these really amazing scenes you get to ad lib you get to kind of you know you just get to kind of do the work and and that was um you know that was such a wonderful experience you know whenever I am able to work with actors of that caliber, I just think of it as a master class you know you're just kind of absorbing as much as you can learning from them and growing so much as an artist and you know, as an actor
1: an interesting thing also about the karina Smash relationship is that. Smash is the most popular guy in school but throughout the series I mean he has his various girlfriends and everything but he never like has like a clear cut like best friend or anything so given that uh how much more important um was the the Karina Smash relationship in like having like just a central like grounding figure in uh in his life
4: I mean I think that was really important you know I think the other thing about about Smash is that he was the man of the house, so to speak. So in a way, um, you know, I think he drew from the relationships um with his sisters too, you know. And then, you know, there's also I mean, Matt wasn't necessarily Smash's best friend or anything, but there was definitely a strong, you know, a strong friendship between Smash and and Sarrison, you know. So I feel like especially toward the like the second season and stuff, um, you know, they kind of started writing that a little bit more, you know, a little bit more reconciliation between him and Reagan. Um, So I, I think that that was kind of fleshed out, but I think the the thing with Smash was a balance between, you know, how much is he, you know, sort of the son of the house, and then how much is he also the man of the house, which is sometimes the case, um, you know, in single-family homes, where you have a son who is, you know, this kind of like superstar figure within the community, um, but who's also... A boy that's growing up or a teenager growing up um, and becoming a man. You know
0: what I mean. You mentioned Smash's relationship with with Matt. Um, what was the what was the relationship uh, between you guys, offset and off camera? Because some of the some of the guys that we talked to previously had mentioned that it was it was a really tight knit community um, down in Austin, and you guys had a good time. So, what was the relationship with uh, some of the other guys uh, that that you that you co starred with?
4: it was it was amazing. I mean, it was um, really cool. I mean, we, I uh, still keep in touch with folks from the show and, um, you know, I, I, you know, just really grateful for the friendship. I mean, sometimes you work on stuff and you just, you, you just, you're there, you work on it and you kind of never really have any kind of lasting relationship with your, you know, castmates beyond that. But, um, but this show is, Very special, very unique in the sense that um, it it very much, you know, is a a tight-knit family. And, um, you know, when you, you know, text folks or when you reach out or when you see folks, it it is, you know, kind of like a family reunion, which is really cool because, um, you know, this weekend we'll be going to Austin for the ATX TV Festival. So it'll be another great time to just kind of catch up and check in with folks and, you know, celebrate everyone.
1: What was your favorite scene to shoot aside from the one where the guy chased you throughout the college campus and
4: uh, you're pretty much <laughs> naked? <laughs> oh man, that that was a funny scene. I remember, I remember shooting. <laughs> I remember shooting that scene, thinking just like, wow, you know, and, and it, of course, like it's the, the height crew. of acting. That's why you it's <laughs> no, what you've aspired to you for so many like years. Just would dying and cracking up. What's that?
1: I said that's that that's why you were trained to be such a great actor for so many years to so you can finally have that scene where <laughs> you're doing that.
4: No, I mean that's that's the thing about, about the show too. It's like it had these, you know, heavy, heavy, heavy moments, but then it also had like, you know, these, these little nuances of just real comedy and uh and just lightness and, and just, you know, something that you could just kinda kinda laugh about. But um but that that scene was a lot of fun. Um and uh yeah, it was you know it was, it was cool. It was, it was fun. Um, I think um, there's so many scenes that I enjoy, and even as I was thinking about um, you know so many scenes that I have enjoyed, and, and, and even as I was thinking about you know talking to you guys today, I was like they're probably gonna ask me you know what's my favorite episode, my favorite. I mean, it's just so many, man. Really, there they really are. I mean, I think of the pilot, I think of you know man and the other thing about it is a lot of the scenes a lot of the times the, the moments in the scenes that are most memorable were sometimes the most spontaneous you know sometimes they weren't what was scripted sometimes you know it was just an ad lib sometimes it was just a look sometimes it was just just a moment you know um, so you know it, it's hard to to even you know parse it out um, or separate it but um, just a lot of a lot of great great moments
1: uh lastly I would love to clarify so uh, on this website wikipedia.com it says that like you really had to like learn a ton about football because obviously you're coming from an acting background um not from Texas uh, it said that you had to research football you had to research rap music you had to research Texas um how minimal was your um knowledge of like this entire culture that you were going into
4: Um Well, it's really interesting because, um, you know, I grew up, um, you know, I played a little bit of sports in in, in high school. I did some track, Um, but really I wasn't big in. I wasn't, you know, on, you know, any varsity teams. I wasn't like Mm -hmm. a big, like, you know, high school athlete. If anything, I was more of a gym rat. You know, I just, you know, worked out the gym, lifted weights. That was my thing. Um, so I, I, did a lot, you know, cause I'm from, I'm from the Northeast. I'm from, you know, New York, New Jersey originally. So, um, you know, I, I did a lot of research on football, did a lot of research on just that Texas culture, what that whole Texas high school football culture is, which, you know, for somebody who hasn't grown up in it is very unique, man. It's like its own deal. It's, it's epic, you know, mm-hmm. and, uh, yeah, so there's a lot of research uh, done and just kind of immersing yourself in the world. And then also, you know, once we got to Austin, um, you, know, you know, there was a point where um, you kind of just felt like just being in Texas was informing your creation of the world. You know, mm. so I think it was just kind of being open and learning through osmosis and trying to absorb as much as possible, um, you know, certainly helped us all, you know, bring that world to life.
1: Well this has been really cool, Gaius. Uh thank you so much for, for uh joining us.
4: Thank you for having me and uh all the best. All, all right. Have, have fun. fun this weekend. Yep.